0: You're listening to Quick and Dirty History, the show about American history on the go. This episode of Quick and Dirty History is brought to you by Florida Man and the weird and wild adventures of the internet legend, with headlines in Florida like, Florida Man stabs tourists despite having no arms, or, naked Florida Man humps tree and punches deputy, and. Thousands of Florida men planning to shoot down Hurricane Irma. Florida man, he's the hero we deserve, but not the one we need right now. Let's roll. The waters of the South were still murky with the blood of British soldiers. Yet conflict was far from over in the region. And things are complicated in the South. Questions over ownership of land and questions over ownership of human beings are at the forefront of everyone's mind. As part of the Treaty of Paris after the American Revolution, Spain had regained control of Florida from Great Britain. Spain wanted a buffer zone between their territory and the United States. And when the British evacuated, they got it. Spanish colonists, settlers, Native Americans, and escaped slaves all saw Florida as appealing. And for some, a place where the United States had no authority over them. Though the United States was no stranger to the land either. Great Britain had for years incited the native Seminole population to fight with American settlers in the region, just trying to stir the pot for those trying to migrate south. Now that the British were gone, the United States saw this territory that had been a thorn in their side all along as a potential safe haven for combatants and escaped slaves. More and more, the U.S. military policy bent towards bumping up against the Seminole natives in Spanish-controlled Florida to attack the Indians and recapture runaway slaves. Helping to curve that policy and stir up a war in Florida was none other than General Andrew Jackson. Even before he had made a name for himself at the Battle of New Orleans, Jackson had been on the radar fighting Native Americans in the Creek War. Between 1813 and 1814, it was feared that a faction of the Creek Indian nation called Red Sticks, in close cooperation with the Spanish, would begin a campaign against the United States. With his arm shattered by a slug from a shootout, Jackson led forces to put down Native American uprisings, gaining himself the recognition of Major General by the Madison administration. Then, of course, he gained major acclaim as the hero of New Orleans during the War of 1812. Now, Andrew Jackson, old hickory, set his sights on the Seminole natives in Florida. Jackson, while rough, was not dumb. He certainly saw past the skirmishes that would make up the Seminole Wars and kept his eye on the prize, the Florida Territory. Three conflicts in Florida would eventually lead to the opening of the Seminole Territory for wide exploration and settlement. Military forces under Andrew Jackson burned towns in their path and seized Pensacola and St. Mark's. Jackson's forces pushed the Seminole Natives from their land, and by 1821, the territory was under full U.S. control when Spain ceded Florida to the United States. As soon as Florida was acquired by the United States, natives were encouraged to relocate along with other southeastern tribes to the Indian Territory west of the Mississippi River, you know it as modern-day Oklahoma. Within a decade, the refusal of most Seminole natives to abandon their land or reservations, which had been designated in Florida, led to a much larger conflict. The Second Seminole War was much bloodier than the first, and killed well over 1,500 American military men, as well as countless natives. In the end, most of all Natives in Florida had been removed to the U.S. established Indian Territory or killed. With the blood of Native Americans joining that of the British in the South, Andrew Jackson more than ever had on his mind what they should do about, as it was called, the Indian Problem.